Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Call free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southernness to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Another edition of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network. Glad you're with us around the state, wherever you're tuned in or online. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour and a great show we've got coming for you today. Lucy Nunn Burke, the women's golf coach at Southern Miss, about to join us with some breaking news about a great weekend accomplishment. They had a good friend of ours. Patrick Irby from Anatomy's Health Club is here in the studio with Kelly and I, and Patrick's going to start visiting uh, with Eagle Hour on a regular basis. We'll be talking about good stuff, fun stuff, and important stuff uh, for the health of all of you guys and the ladies that uh, tune in each and every day for the Eagle Hour. And then Corey Glore, later in the show, he is the play-by-play voice of the Tulane Green Wave, and he'll be previewing the Saturday night game with the Golden Eagles. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studios And Hattiesburg and Laurel, and the opening segment is sponsored, as always, by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, a great place to call to cater your next tailgate. Dickey's does a great job with catering, and we hope that uh, you'll keep them in mind the next time you have a special event. A special weekend for women's golf as the ladies go out to uh, Hoover, Alabama, and win the Hoover Invitational Tournament, sponsored by the UAB Blazers. And uh, they were led by our next guest, Lucy Nunn-Burke, Ladies golf coach at Southern Miss. And, uh, Coach, congratulations. I know that was a, a sweet win and a great accomplishment for your young ladies. It was, it was a pretty good week, and it was pretty cool to, to be a part of it all. Well, tell us how it all came to be. Tell us how it all unfolded. So we had a two-shot lead going into the final round over New Sunbelt Ravel, um, South Alabama. And, you know, a little battling back and forth. And when all the cards were said and done, we ended up tied. Um, which, you know, in, in golf, you play five, count the low four scores. Um, so I was actually walking in with one of our players who um, she kind of knew her score wasn't going to count for the day, and she was like, Coach, I just really wanted to contribute. I wanted to be a part of it today. Um, I was like, hey, no matter what happens, we're going to be all right. And so we get in and realize that the tiebreaker, instead of doing a traditional playoff, was going to go on the fifth man or the drop score, which ended up being – the player who said she wanted to contribute. So um, really cool moment for us because everybody helped, you know, was a part of that win. Um, so for it to come down to that, I thought was was really, really special. Interesting to hear you talk that, that you're talking about team when golf is really a game uh, you against the course. Am I not right about that? No, for sure. Any other aspect, it's, um, you know, you taking care of your business. And that's kind of what we um, like to instill in our players is, hey, if you go take care of, what you need to, 
when we add it up at the end, good things are going to happen. And, um, you know, we kind of encourage them to be a little bit selfish, but in a respectful manner, naturally. Um, and what's really cool is throughout the day, you could just see the energy was palpable, um, you know, how they were carrying themselves, what they were doing. And it was just, it was a lot of fun to be around without having to look at scores all day. Yeah. Luke, get in here with Coach. Coach, thanks so much for coming on today. Uh, six of your golfers finished uh, top 30 or, or better. Let's talk about Momoka Ando. First day, 68 on uh, on the course there in, in Hoover. That kind of set the tempo for the week. For sure. And you know, she's been doing she's been doing that at home. So we knew it was a matter of time for her to, to really put it together um, at a tournament um, over three days. And she's been kind of our silent leader. She's from Japan, um, still a little skittish on her English. Her English is great. Um, but, you know, for her to kind of step up and all the hard work that she's put in, um, we just knew it was a matter of time. So super, super proud of her. I also want to talk about Elena Melich um, because she, the other way, she shot a 79 day one and followed up with a 72 and a 73, which, of course, I mean, she shaved, you know, seven, six, seven strokes. And uh, she finishes 12th overall, and that, those were kind of uh, Momoka at number two, Elena at number 12, and you had two in between. So they just, you know, after game, after day one, the second and third rounds from Elena, she really poured it on as well. She did, and, you know, it was a 36-hole day. Um, so, you know, after shooting the 79, kind of being down on herself to, to be able to bounce back and, I tell you, the heart that Elena has, she was battling blisters. Um, so at one wow. point, she was like, Coach, can I go barefoot? And I was like, whatever you got to do to finish. I won't judge. You just you just go play. So I know she was in a lot of pain, and to, to pull that out, um, again, I think she kind of put everything else aside and was like, I got I to gotta go take care of what I need to. So she finished the, the round barefooted? She ended up not going barefoot. She ended up She went from golf shoes to sneakers, so trying to alleviate a little bit of the pain, but um, the next step was definitely going to be barefoot. That that's that would have been a, a story uh, to remember. Kelly Sander, you know, four Golden Eagles finishing the top twelve um, after what the men did last week. Kelly, at Southern Miss golf starting out hot. Really, when you look at all the sports at, at Southern Miss, there's only a couple that are that are in kind of distress. You know, at, at this point, just about every other sport is is rocking and rolling. Coach, you mentioned that one of the one of the players being from Japan. How has social media and the internet changed or affected the way that you and your colleagues can recruit young women? Oh, it's it's been huge. One, just being able to share information quickly, swing videos if you know we can't go overseas to you know watch them play in person, and just being able to develop that relationship, not just. You know, via phone call, you can see them on a FaceTime or, you know, now with Zoom being more prevalent. Um, so it's, you're able to kind of use the different avenues that the, the kids are using now um, to kind of get on their level with stuff. And once that first domino falls, once you get an athlete from a particular country overseas and that athlete, you know, has some level of success, it would seem to me that the recruiting doors would then open even farther to bring more athletes from that particular country over. Is that reasonable? That is, that is, you know, success breeds success. And, um, you know, the experiences that, you know, we're trying to provide to our student athletes, we want that, you know, to echo down and, you know, for them to be, you know, our student athletes, when they graduate, they're not former players, they are golden eagles for life. And to, um, you know, kind of share that with, you know, people back home and, you know, kind of get that get that energy going that way is pretty cool. And the, fin- and the final question I have for you is that it, different sports have different styles of play. Like in soccer, for example, there's a Spanish style of play. There's an there's a you know English style of play, German style of play. Basketball, different countries kind of play the game 
a little bit differently. Do other do other countries in in golf play differently than Americans play? Is that a is that a fair question? It is. Um, you know, obviously with different course setups, you're going to learn different shots. You know, thinking about um, my husband being from Scotland, he can hit a bump and run like nobody's business, but ask him to hit a flop shot and he's going to struggle a little bit. Whereas I'm the complete opposite. Um, still can't hit a flop shot, but I'm better than he is at that. Um, but so, and how they, how they kind of think and approach the game. So it's been really cool with our group because we are so diverse. I mean, we've got a handful of Europeans, um, Japanese, Thailand, um, Texas, which I always count as an international as well. Um, you know, we've got all these different areas and they're able to talk and communicate. It's like, Hey, why are you doing it this way? Why, why isn't it this way? What makes this work for you? And so they're able to feed off each other, which makes my job of, of coaching and teaching so much easier because they're engaged with, with each other. Well, coach, great job for you. The lady Eagles win the Hoover Invitational, uh, hosted by UAB real quickly. What's next? Uh, we leave next weekend. So the first to go out to Seattle, so a little West coast action. We, we should we golf, should golf mention is Bob. Tough, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we we can't we can't let Coach get off without congratulating her. If I'm right about this, correct me if I'm not, Coach. You are the back-to-back champion of the Mississippi Amateur Golf Championship. Yeah, that's right. I am. I I am. I pick up my sticks every so often to, to try and hang with our kids, and good think, things happen. I've well, seen well, a lot of golf. Yeah, so. you're doing pretty good. Uh, you had to have a, a room added to your house. We understand for all the trophies. <laughs> Well, between that and then obviously with the football game this weekend, my husband's the women's golf coach at Tulane. So we've got a little inner house rivalry going this weekend. So, um, you know, definitely cheering hard for a little extra harder for our Golden Eagles this weekend so I don't have to unload the dishwasher this next year. (laughs) All right, Coach. Well, thank you for being on the show. We always appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Coach Lucy Nunberg, women's golf coach. Patrick Kirby from Anatomy is in here, going to be joining us here. In the next segment, the golf, an example of a sport, Patrick, uh, that provides you with a lot of good exercise. And uh, when you come back, we're going to talk about how that can help prevent you from becoming ill. Absolutely. Yeah. And also breaking news, Luke Johnson, Patrick owns Anatomy's uh, Health Club. And he has just confirmed that Kelly Santer is working out three days a week now at Anatomy. And I asked him, and he verified it was not drinking lattes. He was actually exercising. Well, he was exercising last week at Cane Break for the uh, the basketball tournament two weeks ago, but he was doing it for money. So I just wonder what, what Sander's getting. You know, is, does Sander have an NIL deal in, in this? What, what's With going anatomy. on? With <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a great Well, before that, I kind of misunderstood the terminology because I was doing resistance training. I would resist going to the gym. Right. But so. now you have a better understanding of it. <laughs> yeah. All right. When we come back, Patrick Irby in the studio with us here from Anatomy's Fitness Club. We'll look forward to that. Eagle Hour rolls along on the Super Talk Radio Network.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Campus Bookmark sponsors this section of the Eagle Hour. It's a great place to buy your Southern Miss apparel. You can shop online at campusbookmark.net. You can also shop in person across from the Southern Miss campus six, seven days a week. Uh, they're right, right across the street from the campus on Hardy Street. Reminder, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast, and many, many people do every day on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Hey, we're glad to have Patrick Irby uh, in the studio with uh, Kelly and I here in the Southern Bank Corps studio. Patrick, a, a longtime friend of Super Talk, making his first appearance on the Eagle Hour, and I've asked him to stop by about once a month and uh, and chat with us. We've had katie on the show before i know you remember that kelly and we've had some of the young ladies uh that do training uh with you uh at your place and have in the past on our show before but never had you so welcome well it's uh, good to be here bob we're glad to have you uh we we poke fun at kelly a lot but right I, but I, was, I hate to disappoint him because probably the prior guests were a lot more entertaining uh, the kelly yeah all the guests are more entertaining than <laughs> no kelly, not then kelly to <laughs> kelly uh but I was proud to hear you say that uh, that Kelly's coming to Anatomies and and working out. And what what I found that in listening to the conversation between you two guys is that it doesn't matter what you're doing; it matters that you're doing something right. and doing something, getting started in one way or another, can prevent a lot of problems for you down the line. Is that right? Not right? right. Which direction do we want to go? We want to talk prevention, or we want to talk what does fitness look like for you? Well, let's so, talk tell you about, what, let's start there. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah So, like so this is the thing. Yeah. So the industry um, can be looked at two ways. And so when people that aren't engaged in fitness and it's not your thing, it's not your passion, um, you look at it from afar and you see a lot of the marketing and the, and the now it's YouTube snippets of all these people lifting extreme weights and doing silly stuff in the gym. That's, that's more sport. When when a you know a twenty year old is in the gym and he's like man I know I can bench three hundred I know I can bench three hundred he's a two fifty bencher and he's going to be you know training and training and training to try to get that three hundred or, or you know do a a, a friend workout in the CrossFit realm you know sub four minutes you know or whatever that's more sport now you can get really fit doing that but that does not have to be the approach for everybody getting connected. In fact, during the pandemic, those were the guys that were beating my door in while we were closed for seven weeks, <laughs> trying uh-huh. to get in there and, hey, let me just come in and get a workout. You know, we were sitting there painting the club and trying to do everything we could to add value while we were shut down. Um, and I'm going to tell you what's exciting is to see a resurgence in that population within our four walls, you know, Um but I think you made a really good point earlier when, when I was saying, when Bob says, you work, and I'm going, well, I don't work out. You know, I was almost being apologetic right, for, exactly. for not working out. That's why that I level. stopped you. And that's exactly where I was going okay. is the fact that most of us, we have to approach exercise as a um, key component to longevity and quality of life. You probably will live longer if you exercise and take care of yourself, although that's not, for me, not the end game. I just want to live better. So, you know, it's like, why live to 95 if you're in chronic pain for the last 35 years of your life? Right. You know, uh, and it restricts you. But as, as um, what I came here 
prepared to talk about, and we had touched on yesterday morning with Michael, is um, I had pulled some numbers from different research papers, um, understanding some of the components of why historically in this country, as advanced as we are, we do such a poor job of preventing illness. You know, and um, the statistic I pulled, and I forget the journal, I left my notes at home, but there's a, a very respected journal that had reported in 2016, $730 billion was spent nationally on health care. That's our government dollars working. $730 billion. That's 16 prior pandemic. It's probably close to a trillion now. Up to half of that was treating preventable illness. And it's staggering. And the author was going on to say, once we can figure out how to curb that prevention, how to get that more in line to where preventable illness is not even in our vocabulary. Bolnick, Howard Bolnick was the author. Um, he's talking about how do you re, um, repurpose those dollars for educating your children from like the earliest ages on the importance of exercise. And it doesn't, it doesn't need to look like gym class because I don't think that works for everybody. But they need to be empowered. Because the resources we have today as a population through technology and all these other advancements and the convenience-driven lifestyles we have, plus other things, have led us to a place where the majority of our population is simply deconditioned. Right. One reason we wanted to get you here, too, is as I talk to all types of Eagle Hour listeners, I'm sure Kelly, Luke do, does the same thing, they come in all ages, but there are a lot of guys, mine and Kelly's age, that listen to this show, and... uh the message I think that, that we're trying to get across to them is that, you know, you can start just like I started years ago, just like Kelly has started. You can start at something that's comfortable for you. Right. And it can play big benefits for you down the line. Oh, it will. You know, it's not can. It will. And, and the truth is um, it takes a lot to get change, to, to initiate change in your lives. And sometimes it takes pain. You know, and so the thing is, everybody is different. The workout that's best is the one that you will do. If it's walking around the block, if it's um, uh, doing a yoga class, if it's, you know, doing a, an extreme CrossFit workout, whatever your ticket is, the thing is you've got to move and, and it doesn't have to look the same. That's one of the things that makes what we do so special. And and they're not as common as they used to be in the 70s and 80s when we got into this thing. Uh, we have under one roof dozens of different platforms that you can connect with. And and the thing is, is you find the things that you love and encourage you to do it again because it's more important that it's consistent. Because, you know, a lot, of public, the, a lot of the public schools don't even have PE in any way, shape, or form anymore. So the only way kids are getting movement. Right. And, and look, let, let me tell you, as a kid that hated PE because I was the perpetual target when we played dodgeball. Uh, <laughs> right? Um, you know, PE class, to me, when I hear that, was really just an opportunity for everybody to kind of goof off. They put the coach in there. He was using that as a lunch break. And it was just, here. here's a ball, kid. You know, y'all go play and just don't hurt nobody. Right. Um, what we need to do is empower our youth and teach them the importance first from the earliest of ages, because they will conform. I'm going to tell you, it's, it's so hard to get a middle-aged person 
who's you know significantly overweight and they don't know how good they can feel because they've been so used to living and with chronic pain um, all they can sense immediately is the pain of starting an exercise program which in their world is painful but once you get into it and you guys have have seen it you know personally and not vicariously once you get into it and you start understanding that that is body moving and these are the things and you do that workout that's right for you so it's not pushing you too hard it's not too easy it's right for you wherever you're at uh, physically then suddenly within weeks you'll start feeling the benefit and you can tell from the inside out that your body's working better and one of the things i think where we fall short too as a society is we don't educate kids about nutrition because right. movement is is obviously part of it Right. But, but so much processed That's, food and yeah. things. And unfortunately, the lower socioeconomic, you know, people that are in that lower socioeconomic group, the cheapest food to buy is the, is the crap. Well, you know, I'm of the I, yes. But the truth is, when you're preparing foods the right way, it's actually less expensive. I mean, I'm just going to say that than eating out. You eat out once, even if it's Mexican. I mean, if you got a family of four, you're probably dropping 60 bucks, you know, and, and that'll feed you a long time at home. But you have to be willing to, to discipline yourself, to dedicate that time to prepare foods. There is an education component, I do believe, but I don't think it's major. I think the biggest thing is the fact that we go to the things that are fun and they're easy. We're driven by convenience and we're driven by flavor. A lot of the processed foods... Um, are engineered in flavorings. They, they call it natural flavors. They have a whole list of flavors. If you, if you look at the ingredient list, and there'll be natural flavors, which actually can be a whole plethora of things. But a lot of flavors in processed, heavily processed foods, are engineered in labs. And they're engineered to taste great. And they're really good at it. These are chemists doing this. And the problem with that is it trumps the, the sensation of being full. So suddenly you get this insulin spike, this endorphin or dopamine, whatever, of, man, that food is crazy good, you know, and you don't stop because you don't realize you're full. Now, add that over 20 years of someone's life. Right. And then, and then you know, not willing to, to understand uh, what proportion size. All right, you'll come back and visit us every month. If you'll have me. Yeah, how can people find Anatomy? Oh, they just got to go online, anatomies.com, or the best way is always walking in the door. We appreciate you, Patrick. Yeah, it's good to be here. Patrick Kirby, Anatomy's Fitness Club. We'll be right back. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Fourth Street Bar Grill sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. They're, of course, right in the shadow of the rock. They'll have the two-lane game on uh, Saturday night. No question about that. Good food, good drink. Should be exciting. Be a lot of Southern Miss folks there at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. So uh, we would invite you to join them. 
All right, I want to thank Patrick Irby from Anatomy's Fitness Club. I thought that was a good segment, and we'll look forward to having Patrick back with us uh, every month. Uh, Lucy Don Burke, Southern Miss golf coach as well, for coming on the Eagle Hour. Corey Glore is the play-by-play voice of the Tulane Green Wave, now entering his second season down in the Crescent City, and uh, the 3-0 and Green Wave hosting Southern Miss uh, Saturday night. Corey, this, uh, this shapes up, I think, to be a big game in this respect. Tulane could really get off to a magical start going 4 to 4 going 4 and 0 after a big uh, big 12 road win southern miss in the second year of a rebuilding program a lot of optimism that the team is much improved and and a, and a win over tulane would be a massive step in that direction it does shape up to be an interesting showdown between two teams that know each other very well yeah, I think it's pretty massive here, and thanks for having me on, guys. I mean, you, you, I think you hit the nail on the head as to why this is one of the most intriguing games on the schedule, certainly from our perspective, but I imagine from yours as well. I mean, there, there's been a lot of goodwill towards this two-lane program this week, uh, both in this city and outside this city after what they did last week in Manhattan. Uh, and so to see... Arguably, your biggest rival is the biggest rival that will play you on the football field uh, come in here this weekend. Uh, that's getting a lot more of the juices flowing on top of now much more attention turned to what might be happening here. Uh, and so it's created, uh, it's created a buzz in this city that is, um, you know, that, that hasn't been seen in a while around this program. Yeah. And it's, it's great to see, and now they just got to take advantage of it. Yeah, I spoke to a reporter from one of your TV stations Tuesday at the Southern Miss football practice. He said ticket sales are really hot, and uh, he expects there to be a really big crowd there. Yeah, I think that's the expectation here as well. I mean, I've heard from many people who are, you know, finding ways to get out here for their first game since pre-pandemic, since uh, since even when Willie Fritz took the job. I mean, it's that there is a lot of interest now around this program this week uh and so now it's you know and we are under no impression that there will not be some southern miss people here as well with how well that crew travels down here and i know there's a big alumni base here in this city from usm and so we are expecting some black and gold no question but uh, i think there is going to be a pretty good swell of album blue that make their way out here for the first time in a while all right luke Corey, thanks for coming on. Um, two years ago, Will Hall puts up 66 points in the Rock. I remember looking around that day in the press box saying, well, Will Hall's looking uh, to uh, add this to his resume uh, to possibly be the Southern Miss head coach. And anyway, it, it ended up happening that way. But I think that game was the game where Michael Pratt came in and uh, replaced Keon Howard, and he's never really looked back. Now in his third year you know, as a starter, What's kind of what kind of leadership and what has he done to, to help this team start off three and zero? Yeah, I mean that was the game, and he has, aside from being injured for a game last year, he has not relinquished this role. And his ability, you know, on field, off field leader, it is you know you've heard a lot from Will Hall, especially this week, talking about him, uh, and and it's accurate. I mean, he is the leader of this team, and both vocally and how he performs. Um, his ability to throw the ball has been very refined since he took the field a couple of years ago at Hattiesburg, and now he has wide receivers that are helping him out, which he didn't have last year. 
And his ability to, to keep the ball on the ground and run it himself was a vital weapon against Kansas State last weekend. So you have a dual-threat guy that they kind of took the, the leash off of last weekend and allowed him to run the ball a little bit. Um, and what that creates is a guy who's been able to lead by example as well as lead off the field. What was telling to me and what's been telling to me in my time seeing Michael is that you know last week there were some moments in which he was not his sharpest. He had a couple of, of bad interceptions against Kansas State, but it didn't rattle him. And when he needed to put a drive together at the end of the game to take the lead, he did. And then when he needed to have the fourth and short sneak, he was able to keep us calm about him despite fumbling the snap and still push forward for two yards and win the game. His ability to be, you know, the, the cliche term right now is he's got some dog in him. And, yeah. and that started a couple of years ago when he took the field in Hattiesburg. Rushing-wise, Pratt also has 154 yards. He's a leading rusher, but Celestine and Tajay Spears with four touchdowns. little local flavor in the receiving core, too. Deuce Watts and Fat Watts from Petal, Mississippi are on. But, yeah, talk about the running game. I mean, that's kind of a, what you would expect Willie Fritz to do, and there's been a lot of people who have run the football this year. Yeah, and uh, last week it was Iverson Celestine, and he was a huge element, a really underrated element, about how Tulane was able to get a win there. Um, Tajay Spears... I think he has been looking at this game for a little while because, you know, when Tulane was in Hattiesburg a couple of years ago, that was not just the debut of Michael Pratt, but Tajay Spears tore his ACL in that game and was out for the rest of the year and then took a while to get him going last year. The last four games the last season, he was full strength and he was incredible. Now he's got four touchdowns. I think Tulane's looking for a little bit of a step up from him this weekend. Um, but for Iverson Celestine to have come in, a North Shore kid, and play as well as he did in a tough environment last weekend, uh, Tulane feels pretty good about their running game, on top of having Michael Pratt and his ability to carry the ball if need be as well. Corey, this is uh, Kelly Sander. I want to ask you specifically about Willie Fritz. I've been, this is a guy who I think is one of the most underrated head coaches in the country whose name – is not on a lot of coaching lists when I think it should be. What he did at Georgia Southern was nothing short of amazing. Then goes to Tulane and has turned the Green Wave program around, considering the academic restrictions that are placed on you know him to be able to recruit players. Um, I, I'm, I just think I just think he's he's terrific. How would you describe uh, his coaching philosophy and how he's been able to do what he's been able to do at the different schools he's been at? Well, I'll say this. I think everyone here in this area is very happy that he's not popping up on lists in terms of coaching searches right now. I mean, and, and you know, that could obviously change as the year goes. Uh, but uh, we are more than happy that Willie seems to be flying under the radar when it comes to this stuff still. Um, what, what's amazing to me, and, you know, this is, you know, this is me starting year two here, but last year was just a miserable year. Uh, for so many respects, on and off the field, out of our doing and not in our doing, um, that this team only lost one main contributor in the transfer portal, didn't lose anybody from their recruiting class, and has kept this group together. Um, there's a really good feeling around this program that guys want to be here, stay here, and play here. And that comes from Willie Fritz. You know, we can talk about X's and O's all you'd like, but his ability to actually build a program that guys want to come play at, whether they're from New Orleans or not, 
even with all the restrictions in place, and they don't want to leave here. Um, that's the reason why he gets the accolades that he tends to get, even if he's not popping up on, on Power 5 coaching search lists just yet, because his ability to take this program and make it a program and not just a team has been really special. And some of the Southern Miss uh, social media warriors this week have, have wanted to to meet at the boot prior to the game, which is a local watering hole there. And some people have said that Tulane fans have said, don't you come to our place and party before the game. So where are we supposed to go if not the boot? Well, you know, if you want to hang out with the student body, you go to the boot. Um, like that, That's that far. Um, if you, I mean, I'll tell you this, there is no shortage of watering holes in this city for you to find, um, <laughs> including around Come the Tulane campus. Yeah. I mean, we're not lacking for spots. Um, and so, um, yeah, you can stumble into a whole bunch of dive bars in this city and you can have some of the best food of your life. If you want some food before you head over to the game, I mean, uh, the, the boot is, uh, if you're in the kind of 18 to 25 year old crowd, and I can't say 18, so 21 to 25-year-old crowd, uh, that's where you'll go. Uh, if you want to go somewhere a little bit more adult, um, there are dozens of places within a stone's throw Yeoman Stadium you can find. Giacomo's right. off of, of Carrollton, that's a good spot. Boot actually has some, some, some uh, pizza, but then you can go down Claiborne a little further, go out toward Oshner, and Krabby Jack's is open. Corey, that's one of the best po' boys in town. Yeah, I mean, Cooter Brown's a great sports bar not far from campus here. Uh, Frankie and Johnny's is a great po' boy spot with gumbo. Like, I mean, and that's about five minutes from campus. Like, you you can you are not lacking for options here. All right, real quickly, uh, Corey, uh, folks that may not be able to attend the game, it will be broadcasted on ESPN Plus. Am I correct? Yep, ESPN Plus, 6 o'clock. If, uh, if you are not uh, tuning in to Mr. Cox on the radio and you, you don't feel like listening to me, uh, ESPN Plus is where you can find it. All right, Corey, we really appreciate your time. We're excited. Uh, we hope the Tulane crowd's excited, too, and we just hope we all have a great ball game to enjoy Saturday night. I think it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me, guys. Corey Glory, everybody. Play-by-play voice of the Tulane Greenway. It's going to be fun, no matter what happens. It's going to be fun. Yeah, Tulane is the only school where Southern Miss fans had said, we don't even care if they make a return trip to the Rock. If we can just play Tulane every year and play them down there. They need to play every year. It's just a natural rival. Agreed. Agreed. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. Good talking to Corey Glore, play-by-play voice for the Tulane Green Wave. Green Wave right now still a 13-point favorite uh, as the Golden Eagles will travel down to the Big Easy tomorrow to take on Tulane on Saturday. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by D-Bat and D-1 Training, 70-yard indoor facility, great workout stations, batting cages, pro shop instructions. It's all there on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, dbathattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And, Laurel, a couple news and notes. Southern Miss Ladies Soccer heading over today to Monroe to take on the Lady 
Warhawks. That game is at 7 p.m. We're, we're working our way into it. This game will not be televised on ESPN+, Plus. but uh, you remember what Keith Gill said when he was on there, working towards to get games like this more and more on. So there will be a live stats uh, as well as Southern Miss Twitter. Lady Eagles looking to go 2-0 and in Sunbelt um, soccer. Olivia Warnzenak is the Sunbelt Women's Cross Country Runner of the Week, announced uh, yesterday. Of course, she's from Poland. And I've heard Coach Stewart talk about um, how good Olivia is. Eighth place in the 5K run last weekend at North Alabama Showcase. And uh, congratulations uh, to Olivia as the Sunbelt Cross Country Athlete of the Week. We had Lucy Nunn-Burke on earlier, so the Miss Golf Coach. If you missed that, go back and listen to it uh, later today as the Lady Eagles uh, golf team uh, before they get ready to go up to Seattle. They, they won this week at the Hoover Invitational. Baseball notes, guys. Reed Trimble has earned a spot in the Arizona Fall League. Uh, last week, uh, made the announcement last week by Major League Baseball. That's a big deal. Um, top prospects in, in Major League Baseball and, and that play in the minor leagues uh, go to that. And so uh, Trimble uh, looks like he's got a clean bill of health now. Good, good to see. Chucky Robinson last night, one of three. Uh, one for three um, as the Reds beat the Red Sox, five to one. And then I, I was watching this last night because I wanted to watch Walner play. Matt Walner right now batting 348 for the Twins. Last night, 3 of 4 with a double and two RBIs. He hit a ball. It, it, he had topspin on it, but he, he hit it down the first baseline, and it took like two hops and went to the wall. Got a double. So uh, Walner um, is making the case to not be sent back down anytime soon. Happy to see those Golden Eagles uh, doing that stuff in the it, Is he DHing or is he playing a position? He's playing right field. He's, he? he's been batting seventh or eighth and been playing right field. All right, uh, we're on the road tomorrow. Scott Berry Golf Tournament, Hattiesburg Country Club. We'll have uh, Keller Bradford on the show. Marshant Kenny uh, will be joining us since it's Tulane Week, and then Will East will give us the uh, high school update. That should be fun for you guys. You're talking about Walner. You, you hope that, and I agree with Luke. He's certainly making a case to stay up there with the Twins. But I hope you know. I hope a lot of athletes, once they come into big money, which Major League Baseball is big money. And I know Walner's a Minnesota guy, but I just hope that he'll slide a little bit of that, you know, Southern Miss's way. Do you remember what he said to you when he was in here right after he signed his contract and you asked him what was the biggest difference in having money and having no money? Something about Chick-fil-A, wasn't he said, it? now I can go to Chick-fil-A as many times as I want to every day. <laughs> I'm not sure they had him in, in the Great White North in, in Minnesota. He I'm sure there's one somewhere. complete honesty, too, man. He, he wasn't joking. He was just an innocent kid. Yeah, his naivety was, and innocence was, was refreshing for sure. What was cool last night, and it's been kind of this last uh, week or so, you know, his parents obviously were at in um, in the series over the weekend, but they were playing Kansas City, and actually his family drove down. I didn't realize this was only like a, a six- or seven-hour drive from uh, from Minnesota, so it's like, you know, for his, for his family to go watch him play, um, in their division is like us going to Atlanta. So, uh, mm-hmm. man, man, good stuff. All right, guys, football tonight. Uh, three college games, one NFL game. Steelers at the Browns. Browns four-point favorite. Uh, if you want to watch college football tonight, West Virginia at uh, Virginia Tech, Chattanooga at Illinois. But but Sunbelt tonight, Fun Belt Thursday night edition. Coastal Carolina 3-0 and at Georgia State 0-3. Any rat poison in there for Coastal Carolina, guys? Well, we thought Georgia State was going to be good at the start of the year. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to continue to say that. I know they played a 
pretty tough schedule, but 0-3. Here, here's my observation of uh, Coastal. Uh, they can light it up, but their defense is like tissue paper, Kelly. Yeah, but, and that's the question. So the Panthers are at home, and look, you're right, Bob. They need to win one. Right. I had a pep talk with them on Monday, as you know, and we'll see if that was the difference. Um, well, I hope so, Kelly. But I, I'm, sure they're, <laughs> I'm sure they couldn't live without it. But if we're going to pick this game, I think you got to go with the Chanticleers, do you not? I think you do. Yeah, I mean, there's the, you know, the other teams zero and three. Luke, just when you think Georgia State's done, what are you I'm saying? I'm going with the upset tonight. I'm going with Georgia State. Hmm. They are they're two and a half point dog at home. I didn't like what I saw from Coastal, even though they've got an explosive offense. Um, I'm gonna go with Georgia State tonight because eventually there's too much talent on that roster. It's in Atlanta, right? It is. Yeah, it's in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Close to Georgia um, Tech, correct? Yeah, a mile and a half. They'll apart. play in the old Turner Field. That's where that's where yeah. they'll play. Steelers and Browns. What, what y'all got on that? Browns. Yeah, the Browns. I don't like the Browns, but I think so. Yeah. Steelers yeah, don't have Brown. a quarterback. Oh, he picked the Bengals apart. <laughs> Everybody's gonna. Pick He's the a Hall Bengals. of Famer. Everybody's gonna pick the Bengals. <laughs> Mitchell apart. Trubisky, first ballot Hall a, of that Famer. That was just a fantasy last year you had, Kelly. The, I got, the, it's the new Bengals again. I do enjoy a good fantasy, though. <laughs> Scott Berry Golf Tournament, Hattiesburg Country Club. That's where the Eagle Hour will be tomorrow. We hope you'll join us. And until then, Southern Miss. To the to top. To the top. Into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.